right, day two here at Apartmentalize 2022. The Apartment Academy is live once again, coming to you from the show, talking to some of the attendees here, uh, hearing what, what, what they're here to, uh, to uncover here at the show this year. And uh, I have Hunter Crane with me from, from uh, DTN Management. Hunter, welcome to the Apartment Academy. Thanks for having me. I'm pumped. So um, tell us a little bit uh, quickly about uh, DTN real quick. Yeah, so we're based out of Lansing, Michigan, um, have about a 250 person headcount. Started out in third party management about 50 years ago. Um, they worked up slowly and now as we're nearing towards the end of 2022, there is a big investor base they got under their belt um, and a lot of capital they, that they've acquired. So we've started to get some new builds um, out in Traverse City, Bayview Traverse City, and then in Livonia near Detroit um, at the Live Apartments. And so how many, how many total communities is under the portfolio right now? Um, big number I had somewhere. to review. Yeah, somewhere. Plus or minus. I would say near 100 to 150. Now we got about uh, about 10,000 residents. I know that for sure. Yeah, that I remember. <laughs> yeah, so serious operator. Not too bad. Yeah, uh, because and I, I I knew that in the first before you even said the size of the company, I knew that because you have not one but two interior or maybe more into internal marketing coordinators, which is a real luxury for this business, right? Yeah, well, I'm just the only one. Um, so I mean. So when well, I you have came a social, on, you have a digital digital marketing work. manager. Yes, yeah, right. Yeah, so working alongside her, and we even have a student marketing manager. Like what we were talking about, there are so many um, communities we have near Michigan State University within a dense zip code, and so having a student marketing manager to exclusively target that demographic has been super useful, and it's almost necessary just because of how much revenue comes from that. Yeah, and of the portfolio, how much is uh, student housing? About seventy percent, about a seven seventy thirty split. Got it. Uh, so I'm going to talk more about that, but first of all, this is your first ever trip to Apartmentalize. This is it, yeah, and San Diego. I never went out west before, as always in the Midwest, Chicago, Florida, so it's cool coming out west and getting away from the humidity. Yeah, okay, well, welcome. welcome. I'm glad to be here. It was funny, the day one, it rained for about 30 seconds. Really? Yeah, and I, as I was walking by, somebody outside was cursing San Diego. <laughs> like, oh, what, we gave you 30 seconds yeah, of rain? Right? And, and Relax, that, that, man. That's the expectations out here. Um, so just impressions in the show so far. You got to the trade show floor. Yeah, stepped onto the floor, got a sandwich and was immediately overwhelmed, had to step out, and then come find here, gather my, my bearings, then I'll go back out in a minute later. Okay, we'll, we'll decompress here on the Apartment Academy, and then Gotta we'll send you... Gotta do some chair yoga. Great idea. <laughs> we'll take a quick pause. Um, what I thought was interesting about your role there at DTN is uh, your marketing focus is really more print, yeah. uh, well, let's call it the analog side of marketing, which almost nobody ever really talks about anymore. It's, there's so much focus on, you know, can you make TikTok sell, <laughs> lease, lease apartment units, kind of but, but there is still a big demand and a big uh, marketing hole that can be filled with on the analog, on the print side, yeah? Yeah, so it's kind of an unconventional mindset because, so when I was in high school and I had a marketing, marketing agency, that was something where digital was the main focus. Um, as a 17 year old, I mean, I don't care about print advertising. Facebook ads were the big new thing in 2017, 2018. And then hiring in at DTN, I realized that print still has a spot on the menu to drive some revenue. It's not just ads because, I mean, 
where we've gone now and everything is so saturated, everyone's doing TikTok ads, everyone's gonna be on Facebook, you go on Marketplace, there are just thousands of listings for units that are out there. But for some people, they may get too overwhelmed and just say, screw it, I'm not gonna pay attention to anything digital until I need to, to search it out. Or you take the unconventional route where people have kind of forgot about print and get something physical in their face. Um, with the onset of COVID, it was a little bit tough because not everything was in person. But as we moved out of that and moved into something physical like this, people are starting to get more acquainted with the physical pieces, um, getting a physical brochure in their hand or getting an outreach flyer like what we do near MSU. Um, and it's worked well so far. Give us some examples. What's worked? So the big thing that we like to focus on is utilizing outreach flyers with QR codes to allow retargeting. So a big thing that we like to have our teams do is being that we're in East Lansing in a, in a dense uh, community, it's easy to um, go out to the students just directly on the street. Um, the culture out there is there's a big party scene, a lot of bars, college town obviously, so it's easier there. Um, but a lot of traffic has actually been driven from these QR codes and these outreach flyers because it's something physical in these people's hands. You get to have a conversation piece. We like to pair along promo with handing this stuff out so we're not just handing out paper. Here's this piece of paper that you probably don't care about. There's a promo that goes along with it, whether it be water bottles, maybe stress balls, something that they'll care about, not just like a pen or something. And, uh, and it gets something physical in their hands and something to think about as they go to use it um, when they go back to class with a water bottle or um, when they get stressed when finals come up with their stress balls. So tell me what you expect that you, so you're handing them a fly with the QR code on it. Right. And then they take a picture of the QR code, they get to the, they hit the link and then what happens? So then from there, that's when they're pulled into the digital side. And this is where the beauty of digital, it still has its place. I kind of crashed it on it It still has on. its place. There Everyone is a knows. room for yeah. digital marketing. <laughs> Let me say it before I get the, the pitchforks on me. Um, so then that's where digital comes in. The, the cookies get thrown in, the retargeting. But to get that initial touch point is where the beauty of print is and have that physical touch piece. Um, and I think it's key to have a conversation when these things happen because unless that's happening and that just falls in with a leasing conversation if someone is already in touring uh, it's important to have a one-on-one a -on -one and maybe a, a personal connection that they can make just so they feel they have a reason to check it out rather than a transactional surface level piece of paper that they just got and don't care about uh, I, I don't know if you've thought this. I'm sure you've thought this through. Does it the form factor matter here? Do, does is an eight and a half by eleven with a QR code work better than handing out a business card with the QR code? Is there any reason one works better than the other? So when I first hired in, we had done a thing where we would do what's called a two up, and so it would just be a half sheet of paper, and it would just be on like think of a, a regular loose leaf, just a little bit higher end, little um, nicer feel. But what I found and what I thought about as I was designing and printing these flyers is most everyone is printing on these half sheets and I wasn't a big fan of how it felt, how loose it was. And so we've since transitioned into moving to cardstock and four ups, so more like a traditional postcard size. And it's proven to be a better form factor for condensing the information and just getting the key touch points in there. Some pictures of the property, some lifestyle photos um, with some key uh, USPs in there with the call to action and the QR code at the bottom. Um, it's also pretty easy to pair with whatever items you may have. 
because um, with a stress ball, it could be tough to throw in this big old half sheet rather than a little postcard. You mean you're handing them the stress ball along with the four-up sized? Right. Yeah, Correct. Th that's more yeah. manageable. Yeah, yeah. And and is this strategy? I don't know, uh, uh, uniquely suited to dense areas like Lansing, or can you do you think the strategy would work, or have you used it in other yeah, areas? So I think obviously there's going to be ways where it's more efficient, just because in East Lansing there's so many properties they've got within a single zip code. But it's not something to be discounted for, say, if you've got a luxury conventional property in a rural area. You still got customers that are out there, say, in community centers or walking on the streets downtown. So even at some of the luxury properties we have, like there's one, Aspen Lakes and Holt, that's one of our larger communities and one they've had for a while. Um, we have them do outreach too. So I'll design that same form factor with the higher end cardstock. Um, obviously different demographics, so it's a, we try to do a nicer feel cardstock with a, a more luxury design rather than a, a typical student one. And have them go out to where people are gonna be at, whether it's a local event, um, there's actually a, there was a DeWitt community showcase, um, like a community convention like this, for the Cory Apartments in DeWitt in Michigan. And they went out there, they set up a, a booth like this, had a banner, and it was just a way to get in front of these people's faces. A strategy like that requires some unconventional thinking because you gotta kinda have some empathy in the way you're approaching it, just like we were talking about in the general session that we heard, I think with uh, Magic Johnson yesterday, um, it's important to step into the customer's shoes and figure out where they would be at. Where would your ideal customer be spending their time if they weren't gonna be staying at home wherever they were and happen to be looking for housing at the same time? Yeah, right, you, you've solved that. You've solved half your half your problem with marketing, right? right? Figure that out. Um, all right, great, great suggestion. Is there anything else in your in your bag of tricks that's, that you've used that's successful? Um, I would say that I would just harp on the QR codes again. There was a, it, we had to bounce around some services, but once we found one that allowed tracking, it's been really interesting to see where certain campaigns lead. Like for example, there was a advertisement that we placed on a catabus that would drive through uh, MSU's campus for, I think it was a two week period. And it was really interesting to see who would be scanning this huge QR code on the back of this bus. Because I mean, I mean yeah. honestly, I wouldn't think that I would ever scan a QR code on a bus, but if you're in these dense streets in East Lansing, or even if you tried this somewhere else, someone somewhere is gonna be driving a car or walking by and see apartments near East Lansing, DTN management, and then see whatever the USPs may be. I'm looking for housing. I haven't really seen much online or I've seen too much. I don't really care to see what they are because I have a physical touch piece right in front of me. I'll scan it and see what they have to say. Um, and so then we could drill down by device type, scan time, um, it's really interesting to just dig into those analytics and figure out where the people are that, that really care about what you're putting out there. Right. Yeah. Um, I wonder if, does, are there other aspects of marketing that, again, I'll just define them as more analog, like, you know, banners or things that draw the eye to a leasing office that are, that's under your purview? Yeah. So this is something that is kind of exclusive to densely populated communities, but it could still work for sparse areas. 
So we do a thing every year called the Student Guide, and it was a white paper that the owner developed years ago. I believe they started it maybe back even before 2000. And it's basically just a catalog they put together of all the properties they have within East Lansing because it's there's such a solid demographic and it's very easy to for them to care about it because all these properties are within walking distance of the campus. But at the same time, even if you have properties that may be a couple cities over, I don't want to say a couple cities over, but near each other, maybe a few streets away, um, that could be um, centralized into a, a single touch point like that community showcase, it would still be useful to have a white paper or a brochure maybe if there's uh, less to pack into it. Obviously with DTN there's so much within the East Lansing market it's easy to get into a, into a booklet but a booklet with maybe one or two pages because there's not such a, a dense um, population of communities maybe harder to fit it into a booklet so I think I still think it's useful um, and then pair that with the QR codes just to have something physical um, in their face. Yeah. We just have a minute left where we want to let you get back to the show. Um, I, I, I think it would be interesting since you're sort of, I mean, you're new to the industry, you know, you're a young person just graduated recently from college. What excites you about multifamily, the intersection between multifamily and marketing? Why have you chosen this as to, to start your career in marketing? I think it's, so I try to think about forward, um, I try to forward think and figure out where things are going to go in the future. It's such a recession proof industry, but the beautiful thing is it's never going to stop innovating because we've got all these companies here that are not going to stop trying to figure out where the next TikTok is or following Gary Vee to see what the next thing is. So I think it's interesting to pay attention to what the new trends are but also pay attention to where things are lacking. And I think right now, with people so heavy set on digital and where they can take their money, that there's still a place for physical in-person marketing touch pieces. Right, well said. All right, are we, are we, are we re-centered and we're ready I'm to head to the trade show floor? I hope. Maybe you gotta get another coffee, get wired a little bit. Maybe that's what I need, or a water. No, no, maybe the coffee's probably the bad idea. Water, go with the water. <laughs> right, I, I need the depressant here. <laughs> Great. Well, thanks for taking the time to come on the show and talk with us about your, your unique perspective on, on, on marketing. I appreciate I, it. This was a ton of fun. Right on. Thanks, Hunter. All right. Well, back to you. We'll be back again in a little bit uh, with uh, another interview here from Apartmentalize 2022.